This is Smart Mark Sterling, and you are listening to the A-Team Podcast with Eamon, Brian, and Joe. Guys, stay in school. Welcome to the A-Team Podcast, episode five, I believe. Here at a shared universe podcast studio in Eatontown, New Jersey. Um, what's been going on since we recorded last time? I don't remember. This is Eamon, one of your hosts. We will get to that. I have here with me. Hi, I'm Brian. Ahoy, hoy. <laughs> Joe. Hey, Eamon. Hey, Brian. <laughs> it's good. Good to see you guys. <laughs> good to see you guys again, too. So it has been a year and a half or more since yeah. we recorded an episode. Yeah. Um, Brian was on that trip to Wuhan. That's why we couldn't get that <laughs> up and running. Told you not to eat that stuff when you were over there, Brian. It's too so delicious. The bat souffle, guys. <laughs> so, Brian, what have we gathered in the past year and a half to talk about? As always, we come together and we talk about uh, various <laughs> topics of pop culture. I what is the best? What is the worst? Pray. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's uh, said it's been a long time. Uh, I know. Shared Universe Studio has been thriving during this time. A lot of people did uh, virtual podcasts. Um, we chose not to do one of them. I think Eamon said it best recently on a different podcast. This is basically our version of going to play in golf with each other. Uh, the three of us like to get together, hang out, have a few beers, and talk about stuff that we like and we enjoy. We have to take a mulligan every once in a while. It happens every now and then. I would just like to say, bless us, O Lord, for these topics we're about to receive. May they be bountiful. <laughs> Uh, so, without further ado, we're going to get into the topics. There is a loose theme of the this episode from the topics, and it's basically quarantine. Uh, you'll see why as you walk through them, um, but the very first topic... It's because this podcast is going to feel like a pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> you want to escape it, but can't. Uh, the first topic is fictional homes. As you know, this past year, we were all stuck in our homes for quite some time. So we're trying to figure out the best and the worst homes uh, in pop culture and fictional ones. Joe, let's start with you. All right, can I go with my best and worst? You can go with the bat because they're connected. Sure. The best fictional home was, well, let's start with the worst. The worst fictional home was Webster's apartment that he lived with with Pam and George. But he had that cool little thing under the stairs. No, you're, you're mixing it up. He burnt the apartment down and then had the best fictional home, which was a mansion uh, with secret passageways. That's what I'm thinking of. Okay. That's right. All right. That's not bad. And there's nothing better than secret passageways when you're a little kid. I always wanted he, a house with secret passageways. Yeah. But he was 40 years old. I know. He would go through a clock and then walk out in the kitchen. Wait, how did that fire happen again? It was like some kind of chemistry set he was using. And I also, too, remember all he was He was trying to make meth. <laughs> a lot of 80s episodes had fires. That was like a theme, and it was awesome when you were a kid, like the fire episode. What, fire, other, ep- fire. what other shows had fire episodes? Back me up, Eamon. <laughs> um, Facts of Life, their store burnt down. What, did Tootie do it or something? What was that show about the firefighters? <laughs> <laughs> well supported. Um, all right, I'm going to get back to that. Let's, let's, let's circle back to that one. <laughs> he'll, he'll come back at best fire. <laughs> Eamon, what do you got for our best fictional home? Ricky Schrader, Schroeder, what, I forget what his name was on Silver Spoons. He's a little controversial these days. Did you I see? I picked this house, Brian, right. not him. Yeah. yeah. 
Remember the house in Silver Spoons? He had the train that yeah. ran around, and he had the race car bed, and he had that he had Alfonso Ribeiro dancing around in his bedroom. <laughs> what was his story again? Like, why was he rich or something? Was he his dad was rich, and Did I don't think he knew his dad, but then reconnected. No, I think I'm just spitballing here. I think his dad's family was rich, but his dad's rich in the show, and Benson right. was there, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I stopped watching after the train. Yeah. That train would not be that cool, though, if you really had I feel it. like you, it would be cool for a day or two. Yeah. And then, okay. But then you still there. have the race car bed. That is true. And but Alfonso dancing around is better. You know, race car beds, I mean, Kurt Van Houten showed us that they can be pretty depressing. <laughs> well, yeah. I sleep on a bed with my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Let Arby's worry about it. Uh, all right. From uh, my choice, I'm going to go with Richie Rich. You, uh, thought, you thought I was stealing your pick for a second, didn't you? Half a second, I did. <laughs> uh, you mean Casper's ghost? <laughs> no, <laughs> Richie Rich from the like the 1994 Macaulay Culkin movie. I was like nine when this came out, and it was like a big movie at that age, and it was great. That house had a kidapult. It had um, like its own uh, racetrack. It had a huge mountain that had like a secret lair in it had a uh, its own McDonald's, had a, like, a laboratory within it. The kid had absolutely everything. He had worldwide GPS, like, satellites from there. It, it just seems like if I had to be stuck in quarantine in a single house, that's the place to be because you have a compound, essentially. The, the dad, I think he was Richie Rich's dad. Did Richie Rich have a dad in that movie? He did. The dad, the actor, would frequently hang out at the bar I hung out at in college. Really? Yeah. Which Was that Kelly's? Kelly's, yeah, by Villanova. I had no idea that he had any connection there. I think he lived in Villanova. Oh, it's pretty cool. Or it might have just been a guy that looked like him. <laughs> or just some random... <laughs> yeah, wait. Like, how, why was this guy at a college bar? <laughs> why, why wouldn't he be at a college bar? He's a uh, famous actor. As far as uh, worst homes, then, I'm going to go with uh, Eminem's trailer in 8 Mile. Um... You know, especially during quarantine, you don't have a lot of privacy there. As you know, he uh, walked in on uh, his mom on a date once. wasn't good. And it seemed like a rough and tumble area. And I, I'm not built for that. She made, I, him, a, for, she made him a hell of a bowl of spaghetti, though, after Yes, that. she did. Um, but I think it's a pretty tough area. Just You don't think you have them, a trailer park body? I don't. <laughs> I don't have the mental fortitude for it. I'm too soft. <laughs> Uh, Joe, we already know what your worst is because you got it all done in 10 seconds. So, Eamon, what do you got? I got an honorable mention, too. All right, well, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Right. Better not be one of mine. No, the, the Simpsons, for best, the fact that their house is ever-changing and if there's, like, they'll have a whole new room just because there's a joke about it, like they have to go in the closet, and I always like that about them. Try, I always try to map out how their house would work, and it doesn't make any sense. Like, sometimes they look in the backyard and the power plant's parking lot's out there. Yeah. And other times there's a big battlefield of kids laying there. So I thought that's a funny. So I, I was also going to go with a trailer, I was, but I'm going to change it. I was going to go with Riggs Trailer from Lethal Weapon. Okay. But I'm going to go On with the, the beach? That's yeah. an awesome trailer. It's an like awesome trailer. I think for terrible, a dog to run it's out. It's a terrible home. Just because South Africans <laughs> could come and kill you. Right. So I'm going to go with the Weasley's house in, in Harry Potter. Defend that answer. I, that house is it, great. It's like a broken shack on top of a broken shack. Yeah, but they still, there's so much magic. It's the best food ever at There's that magic house. everywhere in Harry Potter world. It, well, you don't have to be at the Weasley's house for it. I, I dig the burrows. I think that there's significantly worse places. What, what's so bad about it? The aesthetics. It's a, 
I would get so depressed if I came home to that every day. <laughs> I'd <laughs> more than I'd, your regular depression. Yeah, <laughs> more. I'd pull into the driveway and I look up. I'm like, I, it really looks like Ron's bedroom's gonna fall off the house. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Um, I have no idea what you nerds are talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on then to the second topic here. Uh, another thing that a lot of people had to do during quarantine were. You're home, you had nothing else to do, you played games. Whether that be uh, video games, which a lot of people did, card games, board games. So I think for the next topic, we should talk about uh, movies that are based off of games. And again, it could be any type of game. Um, I will start with this one. My best, I'm going with the 1985 classic Clue, based off the board game Clue. It is still to this day one of my top five favorite movies of all time. I knew you were movie's hilarious it's everyone is so good in that it's just this ensemble cast where they're having they take the basic concept of the video of the the board game of a murder mystery who done it and they make it into a dinner party with the whole movie is hilarious in the sense that the dialogue is great it's fast it's snapping they do great physical comedy in it tim curry is throwing a hundred every second that he is on screen he is on fire that entire movie you think he's going to be the biggest comedy star in the world after that and one of the things that i thought was really cool that they did which i, I didn't know about because i found the movie later on in life because it came out in 85 was when they released it in theaters depending on what movie you went to you got a different ending because the game has a bunch of different endings, whether or not who was the killer mm. so they had three different endings and it wasn't until it got a home release that they actually put on the VHS all three endings. I actually picked Clue 2, and I saw it during quarantine for the first time ever. Like, really? A couple months ago. And that's why I liked it is because of the endings, that they keep like, all right, that's not what really happened, and they keep showing it to you. What just, it's been around since 85. What made you watch Clue? Uh, out of Aaron, Aaron likes it. Okay. She put it on, but I, I'd never seen it. What did you think? Of, you liked it? Yeah, I thought it was funny. Yeah. And, and I really, there's not really many good board game movies. I'm waiting well, to see what Eamon says. There's not, re and that's the thing about this category. You didn't say board games? No, I didn't. I just said games in general. No, you're going to do a video game. But the player five. <laughs> but, but the thing is, the uh, that's the thing about this category is it's harder to pick the best. Yeah. For the most part, movies based off of games are historically pretty bad. They're pretty critically destroyed. So I think the, the worst is probably a harder category to pick which one. But as far as the best, I do think that the clue, clue one stands out. I gotta give you then sometime. My friend and I, we uh, created a clue drinking game. It is the best movie drinking game you will ever play, guaranteed. I've I've played Clue recently too, and I always think I'm good at it, but I never win. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, that's the point. Yeah, I have a strategy that doesn't work. And so I think it's guessing the rooms first. Yeah. Is that right? Getting the rooms locked down. And going back to one of the best reasons that you love a house is that Clue House had a bunch of secret passages in it. Yes. Which, honestly, if I could go to, like, a movie set, that's one of my, like, top movie sets I would want to go to Ooh. to, like, hang out for a day. Just, like, hang out in that house. It's awesome. Mine would be Gilligan's Island. That's my dream. To be on that set. It doesn't exist anymore, but... Okay. Okay. Eamon, what is your best uh, movie based off of a game? I, I interpreted this as video games. Well, and honest. it absolutely can be. And I, I'm going to say Rampage. It was, it's not a great movie, but Mortal I love the game Kombat. so much. The That's the one with The Rock? Yeah. Yeah. It's really just because I like the game so much. Well, and The Rock is so charismatic. How does it relate, like, to the game itself? Like, mm, uh, There's giant animals smashing a major city. That's really about it. Okay. Um, George. It had, it, had, uh, it had cool toys. G 
Joe was just talking about one of the toys on the way here. I made an offer. (laughs) Joe was was trying to buy one of my son's toys from Rampage for his son. How'd that work out? Uh, We're still in negotiations. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, the uh, like this category, as we said, more shit. More yeah, more often than not, there's bad video game. It's mostly video games are the movies for it. But this year had a couple of ones that came out that actually did fairly well. Like there was that Sonic movie that was, that was reviewed terrible. well. Oh, yeah. It was reviewed well. No, Mario was, had a movie, was right? It? Yeah. The Sonic one did well. Um, the, the Detective Pikachu game did, uh, movie terrible. did fairly well. Mortal Kombat, uh, the, the reboot. I didn't. I thought it was entertaining. I didn't think it was great. Um, I've actually always kind of had a soft spot for the Resident Evil movies. I don't know if anyone else likes I, those. Well, be, being that I picked those as one of my worst movies. So what? Let's uh, let's move on to you with the worst then. Well, it was it was my backup, but I'll, I'll go with it as the as the Resident Evil movies, and I I think we were talking about this at lunch earlier today because it's kind of a pseudo zombie movie. It's not really zombies, mm-hmm. but like the zombies are fast and strong, and I, I like slow shambling. Shambling and ding dongs. Shambling and ding dongs. <laughs> <laughs> so which, which of the 42 Resident Evil movies is the worst? All of them. They're equally bad. Now, the first yeah. one, I think, was pretty the good. The first one's somewhat decent. It, you see a decline as it kept going. It was diminishing yeah, returns. Mean, by, by the end, Mila Jovahova is like dressed like a superhero and fight it, fighting whatever those things are. She does become a superhero are. by the end. Does she? Right? Yeah. I don't know. They all Her kind of blend together. Allie Lauder's in that mm-hmm. series, too. Is she? Yeah. I might not have watched them all. <laughs> <laughs> not thinking what you think, sir. <laughs> Joe, what do you have for the worst uh, movie based off of a game? Well, you guys know that I don't like movies that much. So and he I, really hates games. I really have not seen any of the ones that I looked up. And um, so I picked, without ever seeing it, just based on the trailers, Battleship, because it does look stupid. I oh, actually, yeah. I was going to pick that a, one. Uh, I had a backup. It's um, a no-brainer. I can yeah. tell you right now, Battleship, it was going to be my choice. It is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. And it was a movie that <laughs> my friend and I, we were, it was our very first treat yourself day that we did. Where we're like, <laughs> we, rogue, we, got we, all, <laughs> we got all hyped up, went out to like a steak dinner. We're like, we're going to go see Battleship tonight. And I was Rihanna's like, whoa, 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 whoa Paul, stop rubbing my back. This movie's terrible. <laughs> Wait, buddy, you, you treat yourself to Yeah, my buddy Mark and I, my buddy Mark and I, we were so into this trailer. Be like, this movie's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. So we went out like, Huge steak dinner, whiskeys and everything. Go see it. And it is horrific. This movie is one of the worst movies ever. And we should have known. We didn't know them, but we know now. It has box office kryptonite in it. That is Taylor Kitsch. Who's Ta- he? Taylor Kitsch. Um, he was uh, in True Detective Season 2. You might remember him from Friday Night Lights. He well, what did he play in True Riggins? Detective? What's that? Who did he play in True Detective? Season- he was the false detective. The anti-hero. <laughs> he, um, he and every movie that he tries to be he was the he was john carter and john carter goes to mars which is the highest flop ever for disney he's he's literally Joe's, just just gonna get up and walk out to <laughs> he's box office script tonight the movie is so bad they try it's like he's he was alien. in hello dolly he was the second lead <laughs> it's aliens coming to earth and they're like trying to um invade us in the like south pacific but our satellite Wait. systems are down, so when we try this is to Battleship? fight, yeah. So when we try to fight back against them, it's like a hit or miss on what we're shooting down on them, just like the game Battleship. But because like they didn't have any of the tech, they had to get these like World War II veterans, like nostalgia <laughs> factor, as they're getting the ship to go out, playing Thunderstruck by ACDC. Like it was every cliche you can think of. It's horrific. So Joe, that was a great pick and Thank well you. well argued. Thank you. Yeah. So yep. 
That was my Taylor Kitsch. That was my proxy argument. <laughs> I gotta look up Taylor Kitsch now because you're a terrible God, explanation. You're the worst. <laughs> I, I just gave you like four movies he's in. He's in the Savages, which also did poorly at the box office. It's just everything. I've uh, seen True Detective though. If you would have just told me, what it he was, was season two. I don't remember what his name was. He was the Matthew McConaughey character. Uh, so since I Joe took my was. my <laughs> battleship and argued it just so well, I will go with Street Fighter. Does anyone remember the Jean Claude Van Damme Street Fighter movie? I, I never saw the, I never saw the movie, but I, I love the video game. Why did they start with Street Fighter Two? Well, there obviously was one, but well, no, Two is what exploded and everybody played. The, Street Fighter Two was by far the better game, like the tournament. It was like edition. groundbreaking at the time. Yeah. yeah, it was awesome. You had Blanca like and everything. Um, yeah, the guy that was like was Mike really Tyson. Barack was it Brog or Balark? Balark. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the movie itself. It, it's just who, was, camp. who was that? <laughs> <laughs> the movie itself is just pure camp. It's and it's really depressing. It's Raoul Jules' last movie before he died. Uh, Jean Claude Van Damme as Guile is like Bison. ridiculous. And yeah, the whole it, fucking thing. Who's and Guile? Bison. Yeah. Wait, Guile is he the guy who wears <laughs> fatigues? Yeah, Gu- right. Guile. Blonde is hair. The big... blonde hair one, and that's played by Jean Claude Van Damme. Ryu. But the Ryu was kind of more like the the hero in the in the game series, but they didn't have him as it. They had it as Jean Claude. You know who I would use? I would use that Indian guy whose arms stuck out real far. Yeah, and like he was a good player to like win cheaply. Like, Wait, cause, cause you had a distance attack. Yeah, because if somebody didn't know how to counter it, you could just do that the whole time and ruin it. Yeah, Got, but just, the studio is not haunted. That is Chris, the engineer, sounding <laughs> it. What? No, Chris. it is haunted. Totally haunted. Check out check out Chris's band on YouTube. What's it called again, dude? Serious Matters. Serious Serious Matters Matters on YouTube. Eamon, had had you seen that movie? No, I don't think so. It's not good. I'm a little surprised that neither one of you picked the Super Mario Brothers movie, though. I I, that's what I was going to pick, but you forced me into talking about Resident Evil. Well, no. Then tell me about the Super Mario Brothers one, because I'm going to agree with you. It's a terrible movie. Who played Super Mario? Was that Lou Albano or is that just a TV show? No, that, that was, was Bob a, Haskins. That was a TV show. Bob Haskins oh. played him and John uh, Leguizamo was Luigi. Oh, Luigi. God. I, I like the TV Dennis show. Hopper was in that movie as Koopa. You, you can't tell because this is a podcast. I'm moving my lips while Brian says stuff. Yes. <laughs> so why was it bad? I don't know. Go ahead. You you seem to want to interrupt me every time I open my mouth. <laughs> I apologize. Why was it bad? It was not it because was it wasn't written well. <laughs> Because it was nothing like the game. The characters didn't look like the game. The movie didn't look like the game. Um, that's it. Did they jump on uh, turtles? I don't I'm not Honestly, I'm not sure if I've ever seen it. <laughs> <laughs> the movie got rewritten so many times, and it was like just horrible production yeah. that apparently John Leguizamo and Bob Haskins just got drunk on set every day to the point that they crashed one of their cars during a scene and then they had to rebandage their hands for the rest of the movie <laughs> to include it in there because they were driving drunk on the scene. And that was the best part of the movie. Huh. Alright, let's move on to the next one. Um, this past year, a lot of people realized how important teachers were because you had a lot of homeschooling. I know you both had to deal with that with your kids. Um, some people excelled, some people it's hard for, so... Hey, leave my kids out. <laughs> let's do uh, fictional educators. Uh, Eamon, why don't you start with the best fictional educator? Indiana Jones. And why did we pick Indiana Jones? <laughs> I don't know, that girl in the front row with her I love you written on her eyelid seemed to like him. <laughs> no, because he's Indiana Jones. He's cool, he's a badass. And a lot of people forget that he was a teacher. That guy, that girl actually got him fired a couple years after that. <laughs> I know. 
he got canceled. <laughs> no, come on. Do I really need to explain why Indiana Jones is awesome? At you, educating. You don't. It's... At educating. I learned a lot from Indiana <laughs> Jones. Joe, what about you? What's the the best educator? Um, I would take hmm, Michael Scott in business school. <laughs> like, because he he really pointed out like like everything you need to know is not in that book, which is good. That's true. Hey. <laughs> Joe likes when he doesn't have to refer to books. Yeah, yeah. it was definitely the pages out. He was definitely the most. Um, Inspirational, memorable of the guest speakers that day, probably. Do you know what the the the, the uh, th- what is it? The three Goliaths that America's facing. I forget them. What are they? I don't know. One Al Qaeda. One's lead poisoning. <laughs> <laughs> um, from my pick for best fictional educator, uh, Joe. I'm sorry, you're not. We're gonna losing like it here, guys. <laughs> you're not going to like it. I'm going to go with uh, Professor McGonagall from the Harry Potter series. She taught Transfiguration, head of the um, Gryffindor house. I thought that she was a really good educator because she was tough when she had to be, uh, but she cared about her students. And when it came to the very end of the Battle of Hogwarts, she was a total badass and defended the entire school. Yeah, she's no Indiana Jones. Well, Indy's pretty cool, but Indy also, his, his coolness doesn't come from what he did as a teacher. He did it outside the classroom Is it when he's a badass. That's true. He's not a great educator. It's true. We see, right. we see him in the classroom for a few minutes, and then everything else is cool, and Indiana Jones is awesome. You're right. I want to change my answer to Mr. Feeney. I actually thought you were <laughs> going to go with Mr. Feeney, given your love of Boy Meets World. I was really surprised that you didn't. Yeah. This is because he was Kit from Night Rider. That's okay. what makes him a good All right, I got the complete list of the uh, Goliaths America is facing. Let's hear him. Al-Qaeda, global warming, sex predators, and mercury poisoning. And we still haven't made any progress on any of them since. You said there was three. <laughs> they, that, no, that's an office like joke that goes back to the English one. Whenever they say a list three. of a number, they never get the number right. Exactly. Yeah. I feel so ignorant. <laughs> um, all right, so we have some good teachers there. Let's go with some of the, the worst fictional educators. I said five, too, by the way. So, worst physical educator. Uh, I'll start this I need to one. Lay down. I'll go with uh, Miss Hoover from The Simpsons, Lisa's teacher in the second grade. One, she's an alcoholic. She's all right. No, she's not. Yeah. She doesn't do anything for the, te- uh, the students. At least, like, Edna Krabappel cares about her students. She mm. works with Bart. She's got a special relationship with Nelson. Miss Hoover just, especially, she has a special needs kid who has some help. Oh. Ralph. Oh, he's <laughs> he a special needs. needs. <laughs> help. And she just. Shits on him the whole time. She just, they've that, never that does done, make her wait a good teacher. She's, she's the worst. She's the worst teacher. They've ever <laughs> never done any background on her before. No, but oh no, she's an alcoholic because she she spills. How do you know that? Well, one when Bart and Lisa go to the third grade, Peach their, their, their teacher says that Miss um, Hoover. She just goes. Lisa comes from Miss Hoover's class. Glug glug. And Bart <laughs> comes from Miss Krabappel's class. Slut. <laughs> um, but also slut in shaming. actually Amon's best episode from seasons one through ten uh he picked on the first episode of the 18 podcast he picked lisa, lisa gets an a and on in that episode we realized that miss hoover when she's grading papers not only spilled sangria on somebody's paper but she spilled trambui on another paper mm. alcoholic my uh, worst educator is also a simpsons character i picked the what's this guy's name the guy the band teacher Mrs. Lar- mr largo yes and i only picked him because i think he's one of the least interesting characters on the simpsons 
Yeah, they don't really give him much to work with. Nah, like, they made him gay, but that's not enough to make him interesting. Oh, I forgot about that. They did. Yeah. Yeah. He does get the line of, nobody likes Millhouse. <laughs> that's pretty funny. <laughs> I want to change my answer. That's great. <laughs> Hall of Fame. <laughs> Eamon, what about you? Charlie Brown's teacher. Wah, wah, wah? Yep. That's 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 it. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> All you boomers out there listening will get it. <laughs> we have no idea if she's good or bad. We can't hear her. That's a good pick. All right. Um, you want me to vamp? <laughs> feel free. Jazz hands. Jazz We're moving quickly through this one. Uh, let's go to the next topic. Uh, another thing that people had to do a lot more, or not had to do, but did more during quarantine. They read Russell. a <laughs> They read a lot more. Uh, no, we didn't. <laughs> well, Why we read we a lot get... more magazines. Isn't this a wrestling podcast? It's absolutely not a wrestling podcast. Um, so one of the topics that we were going to discuss today was adaptations of books. Uh, be it a movie adaptation or a television adaptation. Right now, it, there's not a lot of... Joe, what are you queuing up here? <laughs> so now I was just looking at my ring. <laughs> um, he's waiting. He's expecting a book. <laughs> <laughs> there's not a lot it's of... It's an adaptation. Original ideas in Hollywood right now. It's usually an adaptation of something. So uh, let's go with Eamon. What is your pick for the best uh, adaptation of a book? Didn't we do this in another podcast? I don't think so. <laughs> uh, well, then I'm going to go with Wizard of Oz. That's what you said last time. <laughs> <laughs> it's a time loop. Why do you pick that one? I don't know. It's like a, the, the movie is. It came out in the 30s. It's still a very watchable, enjoyable movie. My daughter, ever since she was little, loved it. I think that really says something that you could capture a little kid, a modern day little kid's imagination to love a movie that's from, you know, what is that, 30, was that 80 years ago? Yeah. Uh, at this point. Um, and if you ever actually read the book, which I attempted, the book sucks. <laughs> so the fact that they made a really good, timeless, classic movie out of it. That's what I was going to ask you, how it, how it matched up to the book. Because I never read the book. I um I used to love it, too, when I was a kid. I was just, like, everybody watched it. Like, they would just play it on syndicated TV. Wasn't it, when we were kids, wasn't it, didn't they play it for a specific holiday? I don't know. I'd watch it, like, once a year, so maybe they did. But the even just the black and white turn into color, is just, like, it just works so well, still to this day. Yeah. Um, and I have to say, um, what's the show, the Broadway show? Wicked. Wicked. Wicked is like really good, and it's it's the first of that genre of like Disney does it all the time now, where they take like here's why the person's evil. Oh, kind of like a yeah. like they just did that with the Cruella movie. That just yeah, came they out. do it now a lot, but that was like the first where they're like, well, here's the witch's backstory. You're you ever right, see Wicked? No, I didn't see it, but you're oh, absolutely it's right excellent. about that. I didn't, I, I didn't think about that. I bought a bootleg DVD of it. I, I remember that. Was around. it bad? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but, I, I, <laughs> But I did it because it was it was in the height of like frozen fever. Yeah. And I there was no way there was no other way for my daughter to see um, what's her name. Uh, I know your tongue. I, I know. It's on tip. What's her name? The, tip of my tongue. The, uh, John Adina Travolta. Bo- yeah. The John Travolta botched her name. It was the only way to for her to see her perform yeah. the role. So it was terrible. I also bought at that same bootleg table the Spider Man in the dark. 
Is that what it was called? The Spider-Man oh, that, Broadway? yeah, that was Spider-Man in the Dark. That was yeah. like a horrible production. Like, everyone got injured on that or uh, something like that. <laughs> that was crazy. This guy kept running around twisting people's arms behind their back. Yeah, I, that was like a, like a cursed production, if I remember correctly. It was only on for, what, like a half a year? I don't know. What is it? With that one. it was, there was a Spider- the TV show one? No, there was a Spider-Man Broadway musical called, oh, I think I, it was I called did. In the Dark. It was. Spider-Man In the Dark. Yeah. And I, I bought a bootleg DVD of that at the same Do you think state. the bootleg DVD guy will be back at Comic-Con next year? I do, yeah. Uh, I feel like that's kind of running out of time. Uh, I think I think it's still a thing because people are trying to get like complete runs of shows that aren't available on streaming anywhere. And Speaking of that, I want to see Saturday Night Live episode 15, season 10. It's the one with Hulk Hogan. Hosted. Cue it up, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> no, I cannot find it anywhere. It doesn't exist on the internet except for small little clips, which I find it odd when I can't find something on the internet and you can't buy it on Amazon Prime. Like, there's no way to get it. I have to go to eBay for this. I don't know who has their credit card information. Oh, sure. <laughs> I never knew that Hogan eBay. hosted. Yeah, it was, it was the night before WrestleMania 1. Him and Mr. T hosted together. Because yeah. I remember when The Rock hosted, it was like a huge to-do. The wrestler was hosting it, and yeah. they also had uh, Triple H, The Big Show, and yeah, Vince all were came all on. there. There it is. There Wrestling you go. <laughs> and he sung that Elvis song, which is good. Lonely Tonight. Yeah. But, yeah, so who was, did, did you ever see the Hulk Hogan episode? No, you I, just, I see pictures it? of it, okay. and you, I've seen clips. I bet you it's pretty bad, but uh, it's just, I don't know, it just doesn't exist on the internet, which is weird that anything's like that. Yeah, you can pretty much find anything. They make services that scrub the internet for you now. Yes, I need one of those Wait. scrubs. So, so is the Hulk Hogan Saturday Night Live episode based on a book? No, but it was a nice tangent. Yeah, you gotta let we it go, man. Yeah. Let the conversation take its natural yeah. path. You know what, um, though? I have a great idea for a book based on a Saturday Night Live episode. Yeah. <laughs> it's Pat. You've told me about this many times. Hulk Hogan gets hit with it's the part I was born to play, baby. <laughs> Uh, Joe, what is your uh, best book adaptation? Uh, <laughs> adaptations. Oh, I picked. Um, you guys know I'm an avid reader, so I uh, I picked a Fight Club. Obviously, I just I like Chuck Palahniuk is my favorite author. Did I say that name right? Palahniuk. Yeah. I think. I always thought it was Polanco. And it's not so my favorite I'm book. I'm way off. But it's my favorite, uh, you know, movie from a book. What did you think? Uh, how did the movie match up to the book? Did you think it was better, worse? Um, there's some differences, but they they made sense why the movie did it. I, and I can't remember now because it's been a decade since I've last seen it. I, I think that one is one of the rare circumstances where the you movie is yes. at least as good as the book. I remember thinking that. I think the movie's actually better yeah. than the book. I like what they did with it. And I liked Helen Bonham Carter at the time. Like she was good back in the late '90s. The uh, the movie itself though I remember seeing that the first because I didn't read the book until after I saw the movie. Yeah, I read the book after. The movie. Yeah, and like that that twist I thought was great. Like Fincher, David Fincher was the director of that, and this was the second movie he did in a row after doing Seven with uh, Brad Pitt. Like Brad Pitt was on a trajectory right at this point. Like you were buying all the stock in him. He just done Seven. Now he's doing this. Like yeah, he was like yeah, the yeah. coolest guy on the planet with these things. And, and like Jared Leto gets his face beat in. Yeah. Yeah, he was like the pretty boy waiter or something like that. And Ed Norton was like so cool in that movie. But I just remember like that <laughs> and twist. And Meatloaf had nowhere to go but up. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, and I didn't see the twist coming too. I was like, what? But it was one of those movies that after. Oh, wait, I thought you read the book first. I don't think so. No, I didn't. I watched the movie first. But after you saw the movie, you wanted to then rewatch it like immediately to be like, wait, where did the, 
oh, now I see it. Like, you're trying to, like, pick up on it, which I yeah. thought was really cool. I think it's – and it's really appealing to, like, an early 20s guy. Definitely. You know, it's just, like, there's certain things that hit you. Like, you're like, oh, my God, that's so cool. You're just kind of frustrated yeah. at the time. Like Goodwill Hunting also. I, You know, I thought that was, like, that is amazing. Yeah, it is. But it's it's the same concept. He just doesn't – it gets a little violent in the beginning, but like you know, just frustrated in that early part of your life yeah. with your yeah, friends and everything. Is, yeah, no, I thought it was that was great. That's a good pick. Yeah. Uh, my pick for best uh, adaptation, I'm gonna go with uh, Lord of the Rings. The uh, I don't know if you guys have ever read any of the, the Lord of the Rings books. I did, and they're kind of boring compared to the movies. The movies were really, I mean, they're just great. They were nicely shot. They were fast-paced. The action's great. But the Lord of the Rings books themselves, there's, like, four chapters worth of just, like, it was a, Hobbit songs. D- those movies are nine hours about going on a hike. Yeah, I didn't like that movie at all. <laughs> I'm, I'm a big fan of those movies. I thought that they were they were really well done. I thought that the actors in it were good. I thought that the sets were good. And, you know, it's, obviously, it's about a hike. It's about the journey course uh, which mountain. I liked. one mountain I also thought that what they did with that uh, production was really smart in that they filmed all three movies back to back to back because you know it's supposed to be about the journey so one of it was like by the end they're all pretty haggard like they've been going through this shoot for as long as they have been they are kind of a fellowship because they've been doing it but one of the just smart things was the first movie like it was a new line cinema that was kind of wasn't made on the cheap but they could get some of the actors on it it blew up so much after the first one that they didn't have to renegotiate salaries and some star wasn't too big for the role or anything like that's kind of what happened in the um the x-men uh reboot with the first class and everything jennifer lawrence got too big to play that role anymore and because there was so much time in between the movies that she kept having diminishing roles toward the point that when she was in apocalypse she was barely in it and then she asked to be killed off in dark phoenix spoiler alert but that movie's horrible I just I thought that they did a smart thing in the Lord of the Rings not doing that. Did um did you did you you saw the Friends where there there's a Friends episode about Lord of the Rings before the movies came out? Yeah, it's um they call one of their friends Gandalf. Yeah, it's a uh, Ross and uh, Chandler's friend from college. Yeah, they call Gandalf, which is the first time I ever heard of it when they, they, from that episode. Did you? Which segues to, did you see the Friends reunion? I did watch the Friends reunion. I, I uh-huh. enjoyed it more than I thought I would. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. I think they should do it with every show. Yeah. Just do a little quick hour reunion, get them on the set, just have them talk. Yeah, I agree. I thought it was gonna I thought it was gonna be kinda like a cash grab type thing, just like yeah. a lot of names and they're not actually doing an episode, they're doing table reads. But I, I thought it was better than And don't you see Oh wait, two? there's a storyline? No. No, there's And like, there can't be because like I was just gonna say, like, Matt Matt Perry is so diminished from what he used to be, it would be ridiculous if they tried to put him in that set with Courtney Cox like they were still married. Yeah, he Your take? He, he looked He's, he looked very. He was like, what was it with his teeth in that? Did you he, see it? He looks like. Looks like he had like weird yeah. veneers in there. Ah uh, no, he's he's well, just, he's gone. He was an ad, he's an addict, right? Or yeah, yeah. He was. He was on pills. For, yeah, like, he a lot was. Of yeah, no, you, maybe. You're never sure with that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I um, I, I enjoyed that more. Uh, the, another show that did that though recently was I don't know if you guys ever watched Parks and Recreation. Did they? Yeah. They, during the pandemic, they did a pandemic special. Oh, uh, where they're all in their episode. houses. Yeah. Though? I don't. It like was that. great. They actually did a really good job with that one, I thought. Yeah. We're all just waiting for the office one, though. Wait, so the Friends reunion is a table read, or it's not a table no, read? No, it's an interview. Yeah, it's an interview, but they'll they'll <laughs> reread. Are you sure you watched it, bro? <laughs> they, they reread some of, like, the most iconic scenes as, like, a table read. 
like they'll have like the actors there reading it. But the yeah, only, it's more you know what? I thought Matthew LeBlanc is the only one that seems like he's like a cool, normal guy, like out of everybody. Yeah, I think Lisa Kudrow is fairly. fairly yeah, cool. she's having a pretty good career actually. Yeah. she's been very consistent. That's what we were talking about, Aaron and I. Like, who who's the most to least successful? Matt Perry's obviously the least successful. I think David Jennifer Schwimmer Aniston. Would be. No, David Schwimmer was on Curb Your Enthusiasm and stuff. Yeah, but Matt Matthew Perry had the um, the whole Nine Yards series. He had that show uh, Sunset yeah. on Studio Three. Really? 60. Oh, I guess I didn't find. Courtney yeah. Cox was like a producer. Yeah, and she also actually had two um, long running series with um, Cougar Town and Dirt. Yeah. And she's also in the Scream franchise, which fifth she, one comes out in a year. She married a WCW. There we go. There's the segue. <laughs> David Arquette. <laughs> and when she got married to him, everyone uh, in the the first episode of Friends after that, everyone's name in the credits was like Jennifer Aniston Arquette. Uh, oh really? David Arquette. They all just did it just like screw uh. with her. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah. I don't like that kind of humor. <laughs> oh, not for me. <laughs> because it's not funny. <laughs> uh. That was the downfall of the WCW, by the way. Not funny humor. (laughs) (laughs) So, worst uh, book adaptations. I'll start this one. I'm going to go with Inferno by Dan Brown. It's part of the Robert Langdon series, so it was a Tom Hanks movie. Um, Good segue over here. Come to me next. (laughs) (laughs) It was so bad because it changed the actual story. Uh, This movie is i don't know like 10 years old so i don't care about spoilers with it but essentially the the climax of the movie inferno it's all about a potential plague that's going to come around to it which is kind of timely after this year it's a a plague that's going to reduce the population because we're overpopulated and at the end of the actual book inferno they're trying to stop this bomb that's going to go off because they think it's going to be this chemical that's going to kill everyone they don't succeed the the bomb goes off but the chemical actually what it does is it just doesn't kill anyone immediately, but it renders one-third of the population sterile. So it's kind of interesting in the sense of, like, what's the aftermath? Because it's going to create, like, a caste system, like, who can have children, who can't. Like, there's a lot of socio-political ideas behind it. The movie adaptation, they turned it just into a bomb, like a regular old bomb that's going to go off, and they ended up stopping it in the end. It just, it was all, like the interest and kind of cool idea that they had, they just took it away just to have a regular popcorn flick at the end. And it was just now the third time that Hanks was playing the character, and I think at this point he was even into it. He was kind of just, I'm contractually obligated. That reminds me of, what's that graphic comic? Which one? The big, the, the Watchmen? Main, Watchmen? Yeah, the Watchmen, how they changed that, the ending changed. I hated that. Like, they changed the ending. Yeah. So with the giant squid, but at least yeah. with the HBO show, they brought back the, the, the regular squid. ending. Oh, well, all right. Well, did you watch? You didn't watch? The I show? didn't watch the show. Oh, so you gotta watch you really, it was so good. But the comic was like a masterpiece, and then they do it, and then they change the ending. Like the the show is a sequel to the comic, not the movie. Okay. Yes. Oh, well, that's good. Great comic. Yeah. Yeah. I, I you said Tom Hanks. I also have a Tom Hanks. Bonfire of the Vanities was like one of my favorite books. It's a great book. <laughs> You ever read that? I'm just shocked that you read it. <laughs> oh, it's about like the New York City criminal justice system, and they—I don't know how they botched that movie. They had like Bruce Willis. They have everybody's in it, and it's just terrible. And I think they changed the ending too. I'm pretty sure. Is Bruce Willis a good actor? Um, I don't know. He's like an action star, so he's—but he's not playing. He's playing like a journalist, which does not fit for that movie. Yeah, oh, I, he was—he was pretty good in Sixth Sense. Oh yeah, Sixth Sense. I thought was good movie. acting. 
Yes. No, you're right. He usually just plays Bruce Willis. Exactly. That's what I'm thinking. He's always just him. That's what you need. You need a personality where people just want to watch you, and then you're you could have a good career. Joe, I'm not gonna lie. You could have given us a hundred guesses, and neither one of us were gonna guess that you would pick that one. So, (laughs) bravo. Are you sure you didn't get that from an article about the biggest? Because that is that is a famous (laughs) book to movie disaster. Oh no, no, I I did see that, and it was terrible. Did you read the book first? <laughs> we know yes. you saw the movie. <laughs> I read the book. I read the book one after I became a lawyer, and because um, somebody recommended it, and it was I thought it was great. It was just a great book. Um, and then I watched the movie, and it was I think I, I remember watching it on VHS. They had VHS back in two thousand six. I think it was still around. I think it was still around, but I'm I don't, pretty I don't sure. know if they were making many new ones at that point. Yeah, I just ordered a new VHS this week. Do you have a VHS player? I do. You gonna crack it open or are you gonna keep it in the case? I keep it in the case. Yeah. What'd, what'd you order? <laughs> <laughs> FWF Live. Wrestling. Yeah. I know, I, Brian. Stop trying to make us talk about wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe your book is about wrestling. I don't know. What do you think is the worst uh, mm, book adaptation? It's not about wrestling. Dark Tower. Oh, right. the Stephen King one. Yeah. It's about boxing. I'm, I'm a huge. Stephen King fan. I love the Dark Tower series. He almost every single book he's written, if not every single book he's written, kind of has little Easter eggs in it. They um, call back to the Dark Tower and the Dark Tower books have Easter eggs in them that call out to the other books, which you don't need to know the other books, but if they're like nice little references that you can pick up, it's kind of the center of his universe. And I love the Dark Tower series. And then they they had this huge plan to make a whole Dark Tower universe. They were going to do, I forget however many movies, and they were going to do a TV show, and Ron Howard was involved, and it sounded like it was going to be amazing. And the, the main character, you know, everybody has an idea in their head of, like, this is what the characters look like, but it was, like, undisputed. I think even Stephen King has said it, that the main character in the Dark Tower is basically Clint Eastwood like a young Clint Eastwood. And they cast Idris Elba to be the main <laughs> character in the, in the Dark Tower movie. When, when you read a book, do you guys think of a character, like you think of what the person looks like and Always. you stick with the whole thing. Yeah. I do that too. And, and, I, and I realize sometimes when I do it, there's there are literally points in the book where they describe what the person looks like and it doesn't look anything yeah, like Yeah, you've already I, picked it. Yeah. I did with, with uh, Bonfire of the Vanities. <laughs> I, I picked... I thought Bruce Willis was Tom Hanks and Tom Hanks was Bruce Willis. <laughs> the husband who was the Tom Hanks character, I picked my friend's dad growing up because it just sounded like the way they described his face and everything. And while I was reading the book on the train, he came walking in. I hadn't seen him in like 30 years. Isn't that weird? Yeah. That is weird. Yeah. That you were reading a book. <laughs> <laughs> So was it just a, a miscasting that made it like bad for you? Well, I, I was willing to give it a chance because I really like Idris Elba. I think he's a great actor. But no, there was nothing about the movie that just – it didn't have any of the same feel as the movie. And, you know, and obviously it the entire plan for this shared universe of Stephen King, Dark Tower movies and TV shows, I think it was like the week the movie debuted, it was already canned. Mm-hmm. Like it went nowhere. I never actually read the Dark Tower. What what's it like a quick synopsis? What's it about? Well, that's tough to do in a quick synopsis, but um, it's 
Uh, honestly, in my opinion, it's like a better version of Lord of the Rings. Okay. Well, then I, I might be into it. It's like an even longer hike. <laughs> You'd love it. it. It is a quest to get to a specific point, um, and it's it's kind of like a sci, eh, not sci-fi, more like a fantasy western. Um, but they bounce they bounce back and forth between that like fantasy fictional world and our world, the real world. Uh, it's cool. I was going to show my kid. What's that Stephen King book where they're trying to find the dead body? Stand, Stand by, by me. Yeah, I was going to show them that. It's rated R. Did you know that? Yeah. Huh. And there's a lot of cursing in it. Is that what it is? Yeah. I heard that. I heard you, you get the f word twice. Yeah, you, you get, get that's it. it. You get one f word for thirteen, and you do it twice. You get a PJ or you get an R. Yeah. Yeah. A little, little antiquated. Yeah, this is a silly system. Yeah. It's still that's a great movie. Though. That's a good like coming of age movie too. Yeah, I, like, I thought they that. would like that. Like I don't, you know, I don't know. Uh, I don't know why they, you know, I don't know, with the puking and everything. Yeah. The pie-eating contest? Yeah. When I was in high school... I was in a pie-eating contest. (laughs) (laughs) I was in a pie-eating contest. Really? I'd like to do that. But there was this other guy, there was this other guy across the table from me who apparently had the strategy that if he slammed his face down in the pie when they said go, like a lot of the pie oh, would splash. That's, that's BS. Did it work? Would splash out. He broke his nose <laughs> and his blood was like pouring into the that pie. That guy deserved it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what though? Anytime I've ever been near a pie contest, it was like they're just spraying like whipped cream on a plate. I want I want actual pudding pie or something. Dang, dang. <laughs> the rattlesnake. Actual pudding <laughs> pies. <laughs> And segueing from pies and food, <laughs> we'll go into our next topic. A lot of, peop- a lot of people ate pie during. <laughs> yeah. Remember the Rock would always talk about pie. Uh, a, cer- a certain type of pie. Yeah, that's not like a thing anymore. Poo tang pie. Is <laughs> <laughs> that um, what he was cooking? Oh yeah. We all pie? smelt it. That's more baking. I think. <laughs> it is baking. If you smell what the Rock is baking, doesn't roll off the tongue as well. Um, tongue pie. So another thing that people had to do during quarantine pandemic was they uh, they were trying to support local business, order out, get food. This category, it's kind of hard to say, you know, what's your, fa- uh, your favorite local business because I really don't care what a good pizza place in Delco is. So we're going to do uh, national fast casual dining. This national. isn't... Yeah, this isn't... It could be regional, but this isn't... I thought it was global. <laughs> My answer's all wrong. You're so jingoistic. This isn't fast food. It's kind of... But it's also at the same time not like, uh, you know, a mom and pop place or a super fancy place. Uh, Joe, let's start with you for what is the best fast casual dining and why. My favorite, and I know you guys will probably disagree with it, I like Applebee's. And I like it because you get a big beer. And I like that five cheese ziti. They hand it to you as soon as you walk yeah. in. <laughs> I like their apps. And, what uh, apps are good on their menu? Ah, I like it's like the generic, uh, what's that, that dip? Generic guac- does sound good. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, <That> was exotic. <laughs> the, the dip, what's the dip? Come on. I don't know. Artichoke dip. Artichoke dip. Yes. Okay. It's going to come up again as my worst. No. So you tell me why it's the best. <laughs> so I, I like that, you know, and you can get the same exact meal at Olive Garden too. So those are interchangeable to me. Big beer, same meal, five cheese ziti. It's delicious. They have the little games that the kids like. I like it. Do you frequent at Applebee's often? No, because my wife does not like it. She calls it Crapplebee's. <laughs> well, she's got taste. Yeah. <laughs> Those but, little uh, games. Like, the, you know, like they, it has, the, the, you could pay on it. They're on this table. Oh, uh, like the little iPad thing. Yeah. I'm going to go with a 
for the best chilies. That's good too. Yeah. I think chilies has a lot of signature things that you're not getting. Like Joe, for example, you can get this meal and you can also get it at Olive Garden. Like at least chilies. Oh, you're, gonna, you're gonna get. <laughs> that's exactly how you sound. It's pitch perfect impression. <laughs> At Chili's, you can get the baby back ribs, you get the fajitas. Also, their El Presidente margarita is amazing. Uh, I think it's just a little more unique in that sense. And uh, also, the office made it famous. I mean, it's it's where... Yeah, yeah the, the office made Chili's famous. It did help Chili's. I joke. feel God in Chili's tonight. Exactly. Right? It's, it's the new golf course. Small, <laughs> small businessman. Mag- I thought this poker table was. That was in small businessman business magazine. Small businessman magazine said that. <laughs> that really? <laughs> they will once they post my editorial. <laughs> no, I, I like all those places. I like those. I know they're like just generic food, but Chili's is actually like maybe it's the good. beer I like. I like getting a big beer. You do get a, a large beer, yeah. but honestly, the Chili's El Presidente Margarita is pretty good. And I never realized this in their margarita, which isn't normal for a margarita. They put whiskey in it. We know because we like got uh, during the pandemic. It was uh, you know takeaway drinks and everything when you were doing uh, you know curbside orders. So we ordered these drinks and they had like make your own kits from home and they would have like the mix and like the different right. like little liquors in there. No idea that they put a little whiskey. I mean, it's like you know kids, bottom of the barrel. Kids drinks are cool there too. You ever see that? They they like color them blue and they put like uh, little worms and fish in them. No gummy fish. Yeah. I've no. never had a margarita in my life. Yeah, I don't really? think I have either. I don't think so. I'm going to correct that when this is over. Girls night out. Am I right? <laughs> Rita's for all when we get out of this. Uh, Eamon, what's yours? Uh, well, I, I think I misread the category when you suggested it, and I, I was going to say destination dogs. <laughs> no, I mean, that's a regional chain. That works. Right. So. There's so two of them. For, for, for people who, are, for like our four listeners who don't know, uh, you have a friend from Nebraska who's probably listening. You might not have one. What is Destination Dogs? Destination Dogs is a, there's one in Philly and there's one in Jersey somewhere. I forget what town it's in. New Brunswick. New Brunswick. That's the original one. And it's, um, their, their thing is, it's kind of like a travel themed and they have hot dogs and sausages and every dish is based on like a... I guess like a typical culinary dish from some other country or state or locale. So they have like kangaroo sausage and python sausage and, you know, like just all cool different kinds of things. And they have a lot of great beers on tap. And um, Joe and I would frequent the one in Philadelphia pre-pandemic. It um, is hard not to go there. And it's, <laughs> like it is, it's so delicious. It is delicious. I used to go there when I was in Philly with you guys. Oh, yeah, that's so right. That was our spot. Remember that time we went and I got carded and you didn't? Yeah. So and I'm, eight, t- and eight, I'm 10 years older. Even 10 years older than I am. We went there at lunch and got some beers. And, yeah, he didn't. He got carded and I did not. That, that was a low day for me and a high one for you. So. What is your go-to um, dog there, though? Because they, they have some great stuff there. Yeah, I, I think I, by the end, had eventually tried pretty much everything they had, but then I settled in on, what was it called, the Oscar? I can't even remember. I don't the, remember it's funny because the people working there knew what I wanted when yeah, I we showed up, but I can't remember what it is. The, what it was, was mine? It was like a Coney Island cyclone oh, thing whatever. or something. Was that what the one the was? Cyclone. The cyclone. The no, yeah. no. What, what was in the Oscar? Uh, I think it was a chicken dog with like avocado and something or other hey, it was delicious I, I remember know. I went there with Brian once and they, they thought Brian was my dad <laughs> so 
So there, and there I were, had to pay. There were there were a couple times where Joe and I went for lunch. Because I was sitting on his lap. Joe and I went for lunch on a weekday, but it wasn't a work day. And we would we'd go for lunch. We'd sit there. We'd have two beers. We'd pay and we'd leave, and then we'd turn around, and come back, and sit at the bar. <laughs> I used to get the the wild boar dog there. I remember it was really good. I think it was like the the Italy one or something like that. That's a great. That's a good one. I'm actually a little surprised, though, knowing you, that you didn't pick Shake Shack. I, mm. I was. That that's was, good. That is good too. Shake Shack was in my back pocket, and so it was Hip City Veg. I'm gonna put Shake Shack down as the best cheeseburger in the country. I don't think there's a better cheeseburger than Shake Shack. Prove me wrong. I like that guy at the table. <laughs> no, if, if if you're going with like this, like a national chain type thing, I mean, I'm sure there's, there's no better cheeseburger than Shake Shack. I think Shack. Shake Shack cheeseburger is pretty great. Yeah. They also make a really good chicken. I'm gonna hold you down and make you say. I, w- I wasn't <laughs> sure though if once you re-described the category, I wasn't sure if Shake Shack fit it. I still think it does. You yeah. still, it's still fast casual dining going there, and like I think one of the big things for me for fast casual is you can get a drink there, okay. like, and you can get that at Moshe ah, Shacks. So you know, Applebee's, yeah. you can. I don't uh, think my worst is going to constitute your. Uh, well, I, I didn't Wait, did define it properly. I did. I did with Chili's. Oh but yeah. I'll go. Right. I'll go with my worst, and I don't really have to it's belabor the, the point. It's the next. What is it? Chili's is the new uh, golf course, right? The uh, the. So, so you lost the ball there once. <laughs> The worst uh, for me is Applebee's, which I'm sorry, Joe, that you love it. But for all the reasons that Joe likes it, there's nothing distinct about it. You can get that meal anywhere. They don't have a signature dish. They have nothing good there. And they also have, like, dollar drinks or, like, dollar margaritas, and they're the bees. horrible. I only like one Applebee's. It's a very specific Applebee's. It's the, where? It's the one at the par- in the parking lot of Creative Pro. And- in Long Island. Uh, we're going wrestling again, folks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Eamon, what's the worst for you? Chilies. Chilies? Okay, so... This is like a circular it fire really is. I'm, I'm like personally offended on that. Some Mexican standoff. I hate the hot dog place. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... So Chili's up until... Oh, like, dude, I don't want to hear the story. <laughs> you take I your headphones I'm off. running the bathroom, actually, while up, you tell the story. In- up until a very specific point in my life, I really liked Chili's. And this was probably, I don't know, at least 15 years ago. I went to the Chili's in, in Philly, uh, the one over by Reading Terminal. I don't even know if it's still there, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah, I know which one you're talking about. And I forget what I ordered. It was an appetizer. And Is that I, by the um, Criminal Justice Center? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was eating whatever it was. I don't even remember what it was. And I, I felt like I had... A hair in my mouth, you know. Ugh. We've all been there, yeah. right? You get a, you get a little hair in your food, and so like I, I started pulling it out, and then like it started getting like just worse and worse, and I was realizing there was like more hair and more hair, and I, you know, so finally I got the whole thing out. This was in my mouth. This isn't something I noticed on my plate. I got it out. There was literally a patch of hair and scalp attached to it. Wow. It was the most disgusting experience of my life. It had been in my mouth. And I, you know, I complained to the waiter. They brought the manager out. And so their solution was, like, sir, we will take that off of your bill. Like, That's it? And I was like, yeah, I'm leaving. Yeah. <laughs> it was my solution. Guys, there's just, a lawyer from Chili's North America on the phone right literally, now. <laughs> put them on. They, um, Long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Sorry about that ear, bro. <laughs> first time because this isn't a call-in show <laughs> sorry you had that hairy taint in your food <laughs> i mean i i completely get that though if you have one bad ex- like 
that horrific experience at a place, you don't ever want to go back to anything like that. And that's like an extreme horrific experience. Yeah. I'm the type of person where if I go to a restaurant, it could be my favorite restaurant in the world, and I'll go and it like the food is too cold once. I'm like, I'm never coming back. Here. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'm done. You're just finished. Uh, Joe, did we get your worst? This is not a hamburger. It's horse poop. <laughs> so we got Joe's worst joke. Now can we get your pick for worst uh, fast food dining? <laughs> What's your best joke? <laughs> <laughs> All right, a priest, a rabbi. Uh, um, my worst fast food <laughs> casual dining is Panera. Is that I, a, I like Panera. I don't I, like I kind of like Panera. Panera has you can't a get, because you can't get a big beer. Then. Yeah, you can't get a big beer, and it has it's like fancy sandwiches, and I don't like that. <laughs> you like your low brow sandwiches? I like a nice liverwurst sandwich. <laughs> your Delco is showing right now. <laughs> Wait, they have like good soups there, good salads and all the the combos. Just don't care for any garbage. Of really? Yeah. I think that's a hot take. I don't think a lot of people would agree with that as the one of the worst. Yeah, my family and I do a lot of Panera. Yeah, it, it's very easy to do, I, and I, I, it's very consistent too. I feel like. Okay. Don't like him. Did you have like a bad experience there, or you're just? No, I just I just don't like it. My my family likes Panera, and I don't like it, and I never enjoyed a single meal there. So do you? Do they force you to go there like you force them to go to Applebee's? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, should, you guys should find somewhere where there's an Applebee's next door to a Panera. <laughs> well, they have built one in my town, a Panera, and it's next to a Chipotle. So that's kind of what happens now. I go to Chipotle. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, this has been fun. I, uh, We're going to end on that. <laughs> We got a better topic. We're gonna end that. on Panera. Oh, we are. We're out uh, of time. That's terrible, dude. We, You're we, not sticking this landing, Bry. We are out of time. So, uh, guys, I just gotta say, it's it's nice to be back. Uh, I'm really happy. Shook off the cobwebs, and uh, hopefully, we'll get another episode out sooner rather than later. So, signing off for the 18. This is Brian. Thank you. Thanks, Eamon and Brian. I love it when a pod comes together. <laughs> <laughs>